But we are on week three of our series called Who is the Holy Spirit? You know, we've been talking about, you know, the Holy Spirit because he's God. And so often we kind of like just, of, of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we know the least about him. But the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is someone who lives right inside of us. The Bible makes it so clear that we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But in order to be filled and to walk and do all these things, we need to know who he is. And so we're taking this time to get to know who the Holy Spirit is, all right? And so what we've done is I've been asking the different members of our teaching team to come up because, you know, I wanted you to hear from different people um, aspects of the Holy Spirit. Now, today, um, you know, there's, there's notes in your bulletin. This is one that you might want to take notes and all because if you're not really sure who the Holy Spirit is and all that, this is a perfect series for you. You know, um, when I think of the Holy Spirit, when I think of people who are filled and are walking with the Holy Spirit, you know, um, um, I have the real privilege of someone who, to live with someone who, who really knows and experiences the Holy Spirit in their lives, in their life, you know, and, and um, it spurred me on. I mean, their answer to everything is, oh, I got to ask the Holy Spirit, and I got to pray. Okay? So I don't even got to ask no more, because I know the answer is, I got to ask the Holy Spirit, and I got to pray. So I wanted to call up my wife, Joanne, and she's going to be sharing with us about walking with the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Are you nervous? Are you nervous? A nervous? Yes, we're all friends here. Okay. Well, Mark and Max did a really great job, right, talking about who the Holy Spirit is in the past two weeks. Um, the Holy Spirit was sent to empower and fill us after Jesus went back to heaven. He gives us life. He cleanses us. He guides and directs us. He gives us encouragement, peace, and strength. He gives us gifts to bless others and gives us power to walk in God's call for our lives. Although the Holy Spirit is given to all who believe and ask I notice that there are four things that we must do and we must walk in if we want to walk with the Holy Spirit. The first thing in your notes, we must walk in truth. Lying is something that is not punished in our society today. We even put lying in a good light when we say it's a white lie. We're brought up to think that white lies are okay because it's even good because it protects um, peoples from getting their feet. How's my haircut? Oh, nice. How's dinner? It was good. Whether we mean it or not, we'll say nice things, and that's a white lie. In John 8, 44, the scripture says, For you are children of the father, the devil, and you love to do evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He always hated the truth because there's no truth in him. When he lies, it's consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. On the other hand, the Holy Spirit is described in John 4, 23. But the time is coming indeed, it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. John 14, 17 says, He is the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. We need to worship in spirit and truth, and let the Holy Spirit lead us into all truth. I started to notice as I read the Bible 
that Jesus never lied. He actually said some things that we would consider pretty harsh. He never, um, but he spoke the truth in love. He spoke it truth to benefit the people around him. He never lied to make someone feel better for the moment. He never lied to protect himself. He never lied because God's nature is truth. If we want to walk with the Holy Spirit, we need to also walk in truth. The second thing I notice that is required from us to walk with the Holy Spirit is we need to walk humbly. James 4.6 says, And he gives grace generously, as the scriptures say, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God gives grace generously to the humble, but he will be opposed to the proud. In Hawaii, we hate big-headed people, right? So when someone compliments us, we'll go, oh, no, no, I'm not like that. And we disagree with them because we know that being proud is not good. But is it being humble when you say or believe there's nothing good about yourself? What does God mean by humbling ourselves? Philippians 2.3 says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. When we walk humbly, we're walking the opposite of being selfish. We're thinking of others. When we walk humbly, we don't try to impress others, nor do we think we are better than others. God is a God who sees our heart. Nothing's hidden from him. No matter what our words are, he sees if we are being selfish and lifting ourselves up in our hearts. Sometimes we can't compare ourselves with others. We think they're better than us, so we feel junk about ourselves, right? That also is walking in pride because you're just being selfish. You're thinking of yourself. God has given all of us gifts and strengths. We have different kinds of smarts. Some are smart academically. Some are smart athletically. There are people who are people smart. Some are artistic or musical. A few weeks ago, Mark shared a scripture in 1 Corinthians 12 that says, the Holy Spirit distributes gifts to his people. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. When we are faithful in using the gifts God has given to help each other and not just think of ourselves, we are walking. When we can recognize and appreciate the strengths and smarts of the people around us without feeling junk about ourselves, we are walking humble. It's okay to say, oh, thanks, when somebody compliments us. It's not being proud to say that. What, we, what really matters is what does God see? In our hearts, does he see that we're appreciating the people around us and that we are using our gifts and strengths to help the people around us? Walking humbly is realizing that there are a lot of things that we don't know or understand in life, even if you get to my age. When we walk humbly, then we allow the Holy Spirit to teach us new things daily. The third thing that is required from us in order to walk with the Holy Spirit is that we must depend on God. There's a saying I grew up with. Maybe you've heard of it. God helps those who help themselves. Who has heard that saying? God helps those who help themselves. Um, I looked it up on Wikipedia, and it was really interesting because the Barna, Barna Group did a poll, and they asked, does the Bible teach this? God helps those who help themselves. I won't ask you folks, <laughs> But in the poll, 53% strongly agreed and 22 somewhat agreed. That means 75% of Americans said that this saying originates from the Bible. 
The origin of this phrase is not from the Bible. In fact, there's a passage that I came across that just stunned me. Maybe you came across it too. It's in Isaiah 50, verse 10. It says, Who among you fears the Lord and obeys his servant? If you are walking in darkness without a ray of light, trust in the Lord and rely on your God. But watch out, you who live in your own light, and warm yourselves by your own fire. This is the reward you will receive from me. You will soon fall down in great torment. Whoa! (laughs) Trusting the Lord and relying on him pleases God, but doing your own thing doesn't. In John 15, 5 through 8, um, we we preached about this before, about being in the vine. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile and burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Apart from God, we can do nothing. But when we are depending on God and walk with his Holy Spirit, we can produce much fruit. The fourth thing we must do to walk with the Holy Spirit is we must hear and obey God. Further along, John 15, verses 10, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in I love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. Throughout scripture, God makes it real clear that obedience is really important to him. To walk with the Holy Spirit, we must obey him. Reese Howells was an intercessor in Britain during World War II. He lived his life during the time of Hitler's reign of terror. In his biography by Norman Grubb, Reese would seek God, hear the Holy Spirit, Um, struggle with his flesh, but he knew that he would have to come to a point where he says, I'm willing, Lord, pull me through. Um, God first led him to reach out to alcoholics and tramps who were homeless and jobless. He even ended up bringing tramps into his home, and the crazy part was it was his mom's house, (laughs) and he would bring the tramps in. Um, Time and time again, the Lord would ask him to do difficult things, and Reese would struggle with his flesh, bring himself to a point where he can say, um, I'm willing to die to myself. I'm willing, Lord, but I can't do it without you. Pull me through. The Holy Spirit filled him with the love of God and power to save souls. Reese Howell saw miraculous things happen in his life. God used him in a powerful way, even in history, because he died to himself gave his life to God, and obeyed the Holy Spirit. God's mighty hand moved through him time and time again. His life was a great picture of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Mark and I have been in the pastoral ministry since 1988. In August, it'll be 30 years. I would experience spiritual attacks against our family that I never experienced before Mark became a pastor. I would press in and pray for relief and cry out to the Lord for breakthrough. Finally, I heard the Lord say, Joe, the power you have in your hand is your choice. I pondered what God meant. 
Today, I understand what God was trying to teach me. It took me a really long time to learn it. Let's turn to Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 2. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. God wants us to turn away from our sins. When we sin, we're actually obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. I call it following dark spirits. Jesus came to earth, and in obedience to God, he died at the cross so that our sins can be forgiven. God rose him up from the dead on the third day, and now Jesus is seated in heaven at the right hand of the throne of the Father. God then sent to us who believe and trust in Jesus his Holy Spirit to live in us. Jesus died so that we could be forgiven of our sins and freed from the dark spirits. But it is still our daily choice which spirit we will follow. The power we have in our hand is our choice. Will we die to our flesh, our self, and follow and obey the Holy Spirit, or we follow what we want to do, ourselves, and let the dark spirit lead and bind us? Colossians 3, 5 to 10 says, So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of the world. But now is the time to get rid of anger rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. You see that scripture is telling us to put our sinful ways to death. Like Mark did a few weeks ago, he shared about um, his struggle with his mouth, his swearing, and Max did last week his struggle with his old sinful ways. Both of them gave testimony about how they put it to death. It was their choice, the power they had, they had in hand, their choice, but they couldn't do it alone. So they cried out to God, and the Holy Spirit came, and those sins broke off from them. James 4 7 says, So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Come close to God and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. I call this scripture the one-two punch. I'm totally not into boxing, but I understand that the left is a left jab, right? They start with the left jab, and the right is the, the knockout. The right is the power punch. So um, um, when we resist the devil, like how... Mark and Max did. I don't want to swear anymore. I don't want to walk in my um, uh, evil ways. I'm, I resist you, devil. I'm not going to do it. They're left jabbing. But their right came out when they said, Lord, help me. I can't do it without you. Boom, the devil's gone from them. The swearing's gone. Whoops. <laughs> the old sinful ways and habits are gone only by the power of the Holy Spirit. But do you see our part in it? got to resist. Have you ever had thoughts come to mind out of the blue of hurtful situations in the past? One day I was in my room cruising, 
And all of a sudden, I started thinking of this situation where I got hurt. And it was like a video playing my mind. And then I could see it play by play. And the, I felt, I heard the words, I felt the, the fresh hurt. And it was, I was like really upset and mad. And I recognized that, wait now, God wants me to forgive. And so I said, stop. I don't agree with you. I've forgiven her. Go away. I left jab. And the feelings keep coming. Nope, go away. I forgive her. And I went to the Lord. Lord, forgive me. I must have unforgiveness in my heart. I choose to forgive, Lord. Forgive me for judging. You who started a good work in her is doing a, going to complete it until Christ comes again. I forgive her. Fill me with your healing of my heart. Help me to come to the place where I can think of the situation and not even feel the hurt. Pull me through, Lord. And I promise. That was my, my right hook. Boom. Help me, Lord. And I promise. A few minutes later, I caught myself humming and feeling so happy. <laughs> I stopped in wonder. Whoa, that wasn't the person who was hurting me. It was a dark spirit, pricking the hurt memory. And his stronghold is unforgiveness. The spiritual atmosphere has gotten darker in Hawaii. Have you noticed more trouble with negative thoughts? The words that people around you that you're hearing, do you hear more hateful, blaming words? Claim God's word in the Bible, humble yourself, resist the devil, draw near to God for victory. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, We are destroying every speculation and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. When negative or blaming thoughts come to you, ask yourself, is this from God? Negative and blaming thoughts are probably from the dark spirits. When you realize the truth that you are not thinking good, resist the devil. Take that thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You can even claim that scripture. I take this thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Then humble yourselves and draw near to God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. We will not win without the Holy Spirit. Left jabs alone will not win about. We need to invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts and let him lead and empower us. We need to say no to the devil and yes to the Holy Spirit. We need to choose to obey God. Like Reese Howell, struggle with your flesh until you can, in truth, say to God, I'm willing to die to myself and follow you. Please pull me through. The power we have in our hand do you wonder about Christians who say God says this and God says that? In John 10, 27, the scripture says, Jesus actually is talking, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. In Colossians 3, 25, it says God has no favorites. People who hear God are not just lucky or better than others. If we all seek God by reading the Bible, press in through prayer and listen to obey him, God will lead us. God will speak to us. He has no favorites. I don't always hear from God, but I press in, and I don't stop until I find him. Our relationship with God will go strong only if we want it. If we go with the flow, 
we will flow with the world. We will flow on the dark side. You see, God's side of the relationship is solid. He already proved his love for us. He really wants a relationship with us. Jesus to die for our, the forgiveness of our <coughs> sins. So let's do our part in pressing in with our relationship with God. Earlier in that 2 Corinthians 10 passage, verse 3, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare is not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. Last October, when I felt the darkness in the atmosphere in Hawaii increase, the Lord told me in my journal, I found it, um, come to me with singing, come to me with praise. I have given you in your hand a mighty weapon of warfare, praise. Singing and worship is a mighty weapon God has given us against the dark spirit. When we worship here at KCF, don't focus on how the singing sounds. Close your eyes, picture God on his throne, and sing and worship to him. Humble yourself and sing to him. Don't worry about the people around you or how you sound. God fills us with his, the presence of his Holy Spirit when we pray. He's given us a mighty weapon of war. God is way greater than the devil. He's the creator of heaven and earth. There is no one above him. When his word goes forth, everyone has to obey it, even the devil. So often the devil will try to make us sin according to the word that comes out of God's mouth. I have three examples. The first one is, in James 4, 6, from God's own mouth, he says, I'm opposed to the proud and will give grace to the humble. So the dark spirits will prick our pride and urge us to walk in pride. It doesn't take much urging when you're walking for yourself, living for yourself. However, if we choose to walk in God's word and humble ourselves, God's grace and reward will follow. 1 Peter 5, 6 says, so humble yourself under the mighty power of God and at the right time. He will lift you up in honor. Do you see that walking humbly is a choice? This passage teaches us to exercise that choice. Choose to walk humbly. And then at the right time, God will lift you up. Remember, walking humbly is not how you act or what you say in people's eyes. God sees the heart. And what matters is what does he see. He can see if we are exalting ourselves and taking credit for the things we do or not. It's remembering Isaiah 26, 12, which um, is a really cool, cool verse to memorize whenever you're struggling with pride coming, you know, you're getting praised and pride comes. In Matthew 26, 12, it says, all we, all we accomplished is really from you. God is the one who empowers us, even with the gifts, to accomplish all the things we've accomplished. May God get all the glory. A second example is forgiveness. Jesus let, says himself in Matthew 6, 14, if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive you. So the dark spirits will urge people to live selfishly. And when you live selfishly, you end up hurting people. The same dark spirit will go to the person who got hurt. Then he'll say, look at them. Look at what they did. He'll try to make you be un have unforgiveness in your heart and judgment and blame. Boom. With one blow, two people are down. That's why God tells us to stop sinning. 
That's why God also tells us to forgive and stop judging. When we stop sinning and stop judging and give forgiveness, the one who loses is the enemy, the dark spirit. This is high stakes. We have to choose to forgive. God won't forgive us. We have to forgive from the heart and in truth, for God sees our heart. Don't wait to have feelings of forgiveness. Choose to forgive first. Then, like me, by the power of the Spirit of God, our feelings will follow. The Lord will heal our hurts and turn what the enemy meant for evil. He'll turn it. Trust him and obey him. A third example is, uh, is that God commands us to be sexually pure. In 1 Thessalonians 4.3, God's will for you is to be holy. So stay away from all sexual sin. 2 Corinthians 7, you can read it later. But the Bible talks about enjoying sex in marriage, that marriage is between man and woman. 1 Corinthians 6.18-20, it says run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you even realize that the, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. For God brought you with, bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. I would encourage you to go to BibleGateway.com, online site. They also have an app for your phone. It's really a cool place where you can read the Bible in all different versions. And they also have a cool search. So you can search sexual impurity and see what God says for yourself about this issue. Because listen to what the world is teaching you. Right? Whatever it feels good, do it. The power we have in hand is our choice. We choose to do things God's way or do things the easy way. Dark spirits will have a hold on us if there's any part in us that agrees with them. On our own, we can't even get free. But when we resist the devil and cry out to God for help, the power of the Holy Spirit comes. We need to come to him humbly, in truth, depending on him, willing to hear and obey him. Ephesians 6.10 says a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against rulers, evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. We are in a spiritual battle. In Revelation 16, I would encourage you to read that later. When you read Revelation 16, you see how much more scary God's wrath is than anything the devil can do to us. So, I would, um, so let's turn from our evil ways and receive the love and grace God has for us through Jesus. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we choose to follow him and die to ourselves. It's not a magical thing where you're transformed with no effort on your part. The power you have in your hand is your choice. Who will you agree with? Who will you choose to obey? Will you put to death your flesh, yourself, and say yes to the Holy Spirit's leading? It's not a one-time thing. It's a daily choice. The Holy Spirit was sent to us to empower us and fill us. After Jesus went back to heaven, he gives us life, he cleanses us, 
He guides and directs us. He gives us encouragement, peace, and strength. He gives us the gifts to bless others and gives us the power to walk in God's call for our lives. He does all this only if we say yes to him and no to ourselves. Let him be. Be willing to say yes to him. I'd like to um, call the worship team up. Is there a place in your life that the dark spirits have a stronghold? First, confess your sins and come out of agreement with the devil. Resist him. Agree with the word of God. Choose to die to yourself and declare you want to walk in God's way. And now cry out to God to help you live pleasing to him. As the worship team sings, I'd like to have you invite the Holy Spirit in your heart. And let's all rise to our feet and just spend a little bit of time just kind of receiving and giving an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to reveal truth. And some of that is, is, is identifying areas of sin in our life and confessing that before the Lord. And, um, you know, it doesn't stop there. God really wants us to lay these things down, and he wants to empower us so that we can walk in truth and righteousness. And we realize that it's the Lord's work in us that's going to accomplish that. Amen? Um, just like that left jab, but we need to resist. We need to kind of stand and, and say no to the things that the enemy wants power in our life to. So as we sing this song, you know, and you sense the Holy Spirit kind of prompting you and maybe identifying some areas um, yeah take hold those thoughts take captive those things that uh, the Lord wants you to have victory in say God I just submit that unto you I know it's impossible it's not going to change by me just trying harder but we need the power of the Holy Spirit to move and to break those strongholds and those lies and so um, as we sing this song we're just going to be declaring the truth of who God is we're going to be calling upon the name of Jesus to come and to empower our lives and the Holy Spirit to move. How very important it is for us to walk uh, with the Holy Spirit. So, Joe, why don't you pray for us that we would all walk in the Holy Spirit. Okay, let's pray. Lord, we just give thanks to you for being so loving toward us that you sent Jesus to die for our sins. Thank you that all the sins we've committed is washed and wiped away. And that you've given us your Holy Spirit to cut us free from the strongholds of darkness in our lives. We're willing, Lord. We don't want to be bound by these evil things. We understand and know that we have to die to ourselves because that's what they attach to, self. We say we're willing, Lord. You are good. We put our trust in you. And so I pray, Father, throughout the week, that we will remember to resist the devil draw near to you and have victory over all the strategies of the enemy in our lives. Fill us more, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Fill us with your love, your joy, your peace, your goodness, your kindness, your gentleness, and your self-control. We invite you to come and transform our church, Lord, to look more like you every day until you come again your peace and blessing and your
your joy to fill every heart that yielded to you today. Thank you for being a loving God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, Amen. you don't got to walk alone this week. Just walk with the Holy Spirit. If you need prayer, come up. You know, we'd love to pray with you. Uh, don't forget, next week we're going to be taking a love offering for McKinley High School, the football program. God bless. Have a great, great week.